Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part three of this interview. If you are not sure of where you are on your inner journey and want to explore it, get started today. Get your complimentary coaching starter back from www.emergingfeminine.co and receive a quiz and mini course in your mailbox. No strings attached. Let's get back to the interview. I just want to share something um, because I can truly relate. When my first husband died, I couldn't sleep for 21 days. I did not want to sleep. I stayed awake for 21 days because I was so afraid that I would wake up and realize he's gone all over again. I couldn't go through it mm-hmm. all over again, but you can only stay awake for so long, and then your body's going to crash. To explain to somebody what it feels like when you really don't want to deal with the pain, power it has over you is amazing. When I started with this work with Transformation with Women, Lindsay, I used to say, it's like when I wanted to explain the emptiness Uh, For you, the trigger was, you know, when you were six. That was the trigger for you. It set you up for life so that you will always know how, how you would relate to the emptiness. But we all have it one way or the other. And it's triggered by different things in our lives. If we're on this journey, because not everybody's on this journey, of course. But And it, it affects your relationships directly down the line. But it's all about the same thing. It's about learning and understanding who you are in terms of love and how you define that for yourself. So I absolutely love the way how you described it (laughs) at date night because what better than to make yourself the center of your attention uh, than to cure pulling people into your world who wants to be the center of your attention. It sounds easy, but it's hard to give yourself permission to that level where you were equal to anybody else. And then for the first time, that will not have power over you. So I have a question for you because you've opened the door. (laughs) How would you define your experience of love now? I love that question. Um, I'd say to me, it's, it's a soulful connection with the divine. And the divine is my personal definition of the divine is my higher power. It's, it's the universe. It's feeling connected to this planet, having and constantly working on being fearless and, and doing everything with a loving purpose. Because when you are in that place of kind of a divine, sacred grounding place, you are able to receive love, not just romantically, but from everyone, from my clients, from 
strangers from you, you know? And so that's love. And, and I think to really be in this place of love is to not have fear of it, not knowing and not worrying about whether it's going to disappear and leave. And I think that's where, when she becomes so solid with that, what's amazing is the opposite happens. It doesn't ever go because you aren't afraid of it leaving. So I think that's where you have someone, and that's this is where once I got to that place, I ironically, I found the love of my life, who is my husband now. Isn't that amazing? We got to see it ourselves first before it actually happens to us. And yet we look for it outside. Yeah. And so many people, and this is what I coach on and I have a group coaching program. I have a few group coaching programs, but I, I work with women who've been generally betrayed, heartbroken. They've been dealing with a narcissist or, you know, they're, they're broken. And that's when they come to me and how do I get to where you are, Lindsay. People always ask me that because I do tell my story. I've been where you are. One of the things that everyone asks me is how do I trust again? And that's a question that I love. And I love to answer it because the way I answer it really pisses people off. <laughs> oh, now you have to tell us. Trusting another person is irrelevant. The moment you stop asking that question is the moment you're going to find your true love. Because when you ask, how can I trust someone else again? That means you are still in a powerless place and that if that person leaves, you are going to be a mess. It's fulfilled you more than you are able to do for yourself. That person has completed you because you weren't able to complete yourself. Once you are able to complete yourself and you are whole, that person's departure is irrelevant. So if they lie, if they hurt or cheat, I'm not saying it's not going to hurt. It's going to hurt because you love this person. But you, will, you know you will be fine without them. And once you know you're going to be fine without someone, you don't depend on them. And the, when you are not depending on them, that's when the love is awesome and you're going to end up meeting someone amazing and then they won't hurt you. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. No, it makes perfect sense because if you, if you are too scared to open your heart to trust another person, that's because you think you're going to get hurt and you're setting yourself up to start with, aren't you? So you can only ever trust another person as much as you can trust yourself. But what you say yeah. makes complete sense. Because you've got to free yourself from becoming codependent, and that's how you do it. And people ask me, well, what's it like to be remarried? I mean, aren't you worried that he's – not that I – no one's ever – well, that's not true. I, I haven't been a victim of infidelity. I mean, my – I've had thoughts of perhaps someone cheated on me, but it's never been awful like, you know – been cheated on horribly. Um, people have asked me, are you afraid of, of betrayal? Are you afraid of him getting divorced again? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I doesn't, it's not a fear that lives within me. There are moments when my husband really pisses me off or we get into an argument and I don't worry about our relationship ending. If it has to end, it has to end. And I have often given the advice to brides-to-be the best 
marriage that you can ever have is knowing that it could always end. It's not saying that it will, but when you know that it might, rather than having this false perception that everything's going to be perfect, you respect it more. You have, uh, you are okay with yourself. You know that, all right, it might end. It, no marriage is perfect. No relationships are perfect. Things don't always work out the way we have. So you're going to be okay whether it does or it doesn't. And the moment you are okay with yourself, you will survive. You can handle anything. And it really elevates this kind of, this, this is where I have, you have that divine connection that you, no matter what, you will be okay. And it, it's, it really sets you free when you think of it that way. But it's a hard thing to, to get. It doesn't happen overnight, these thoughts. But what grounds me and what had gotten me there was realizing that I have, there's abundant love within me. And that's from my higher power. It's from the divine. And no one, not another person can give that to me. That's just secondary. Yeah, but but that's also the beauty of rock bottom. When you know there's nothing else to lose, then you let go. And when you let go, whatever is seated there, nobody can take away. Because it's uh, not uh, built on anybody else's illusion of something. Exactly. And and I have a saying in a, in a relationship, one plus one never equals two. It should never equal two. It should always equal two ones. That's the algorithm. <laughs> That's beautiful. A question women often have in their relationships, and I'd like to know if you also get it a lot, when a lot of them stay stuck in their little familiar zone and they're so afraid to step out of it because of a consciousness of economic disempowerment. We're so comfortable in our little lives knowing what devil we're facing every day because we don't know how we're going to empower ourselves economically. What advice can you mm. give the listeners? What do you normally tell your clients if they tell you, oh, I can't afford to do this, I can't afford to move on, no matter you know how flat I am in this process, I don't know how to deal with it from a financial point of view. Yeah, I hear that a lot. And there's always a way out. I mean, people always say I can't I can't afford to get divorced. And you know, there are some circumstances where I have really seen that and and it is tough. Um, but the way I look at it, and this is how I felt with my ex, that I would have rather been homeless than stay with him for another day lying to myself. It felt like a lie. My entire life at that moment felt like a lie. And it felt so icky. And this it took five years to get to that icky place. But money never stopped mattering to me. I figured if I had to give up everything to start over, I would. And I did, actually. I gave up a lot. I was pretty broke. I left without really having and I don't recommend this, by the way. Uh, I left really without having any divorce papers. I didn't have child support in place. I didn't care about child support. That's how, that's how desperate I was to get out. And the more I was honoring my truth, the more it felt right. It was almost as though I was being called to it, even though it didn't make any sense. And I remember going in. We have Craigslist. Like I, 
a virtual a virtual yard sale. You buy everything used, and you know here at thirty five, I was a professional going to people's homes and taking away their dining room table for forty dollars, and I going to IKEA, which is what people do in college. <laughs> And I was buying my dishes from Ikea for 99 cents. And it was very humbling. I mean, this is, I had a pretty nice home and, and a f- nice income going on. And I, I did, I left all of that. So I, I think the fear of, oh my gosh, my life is going to be over if I get divorced or I will have no money. To me, money will always follow you if you honor your truth. It may not happen overnight, and it did not happen overnight for me, but I am more economically better off now than I was when I was married because I honored myself. Now, I I was very broke, very, very, very broke for a couple of years, but I didn't care. I have to say I was damn happy. Yeah, isn't that amazing? You choosing. You, I mean, either your soul die and you stay in your little comfort zone, or you make a decision to take the plunge at all cost. Well, hopefully, some people are more sensible than others, and then move on. But you get in return your self respect. And I think that for me, having been in a near death experience, it's so young in my in my age, and and losing my mother who was also very young. I've always lived life with purpose, perhaps on her behalf. I am very in touch with my mortality mm-hmm. and knowing I could die tomorrow. And even though there was no sickness or cancer, which I think often makes people really appreciate their days, I could get on a bus tomorrow and and get in an accident. I mean, life can be taken from you so quickly. And I kept saying how mad I would be if my life, if I were to die tomorrow and I wasn't living the way I wanted it to be. I just don't feel as though that is, um, that's fair to you. And I don't think that's what you were put on this planet to just live adequately, right? Just, why not live your best life? Not why not try. I love that. I love that. I love that. I think just what you said there, you know, we all feed off each other's stories and in a relationship, you feed off each other energetically. You know, sometimes this one gives support, sometimes that one gives support. But if we do what you're saying there, then you're tapping into your own inner and your words, higher power, your own life force, your own resources, and you're going to have your mojo for as long as you want it, irrespective of your age. That's ageless. And But to do yeah. that, you need to be in touch with your mortality, don't you? Because it gives us appreciation and gratitude. Lindsay, it's absolutely amazing to speak to you. And you speak with such cut through the bullshit when you speak you know and I love that because from a coaching point of view you know it's so important to to work with a coach knowing that that person has the capacity to hold you accountable but the way you do it understanding the core of the process that people need to go through where the stepping stones are and and highlighting them for us so beautifully to me those are incredible gifts that you have and it's part of the feminine skills that we need when we're on this journey but tell me quickly if I wanted to get in touch with you or do one of your workshops how would I do that my website is lindsayellison.com 
dot com, Lindsay Ellison dot com, L I N D S E Y E L L I S O N dot com. And I have an online course called Break Free from Your Narcissist dot com. And that is always there. It's an online self paced course where I walk with you all the steps of getting out of a narcissistic relationship or even a high conflict relationship. And there are some modules about divorcing a narcissist, but those are bonus modules. It's not a part of the program. This also applies if you have a narcissistic parent, boss, coworker, friend. It's just getting out. And it's, that entire course is about what we've just discussed today is finding love, finding your truth, defining your boundaries as a person, and really giving you the stepping stone to freedom and, and, and breaking free from this person. So that's breakfreefromyournarcissist.com. And I have a podcast myself called Start Over, Find Happiness. That's on iTunes. And I do a weekly podcast. I also have a weekly blog. So, and I also have another program called Thrive. That's thrive.lindsayellison.com. And that's a six-month program that anyone can take who is learning to get over their relationship. So someone who's in that transition period. figure out who you are, this journey. So I help you go on your journey and you're with me for six months. So it's a, it's a great program. You have me for a whole six months and that's not self-paced. It's a lot of live coaching and things like that. How does the course work over six months? So it's online modules. So you have a membership platform. Every month is a different theme. Uh, you're working on something for yourself and there's a worksheet generally. And I have a Facebook group. But then I have two live calls with me that's through Zoom, which is a lot like Skype. It's all video conferencing. So we all, it's like a big virtual classroom and we all get to see each other. It's a small community. It's, you know, generally around 50 people I have. And so everyone gets to know each other over the course of six months. And it's amazing. And, and I, I offer coaching uh, on these live calls. But I'm finding over the, as the months have developed, women are coaching each other which is exactly what I want to do. I don't want to be the, the only coach in the room because everyone's at a different phase in their life. So I always find with women especially, a community is so, so important. You can't go healing by yourself. I mean, you can, but it's, uh, we're tribal, you know. In 2010, I started s small workshops for women and I found the hardest part of the journey was to get them to open up. And the beauty about group work is that it takes anybody in the group to open. And as they do, they give permission for everybody else to also share their story. One person with yes. courage. And to work in a group energy is very different compared to working one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Because in one-on-one, -on -one you get to pace. If you work in a group, you pace together as a group. Sometimes it's going to work yes. for you. Sometimes it's going to put you under pressure. But that's the necessary pressure in order to grow because you're holding each other accountable. 
and it's a very different process to be in. Yes. And I, and I do offer one-on-one coaching as well. I do everything pretty much virtually. I, uh, through Skype or my video conferencing. So one-on-one is another way of doing it. You're right. It's totally, it's apples to oranges comparison and it's, it depends how intense you want to get and at what pace. Yes, which normally depends on the group as well. So different groups yes. react, react completely differently. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show. Now, when are we going to see something about a book? I am working on one. The problem is there's one of me and I have such a demand for my programs and my coaching. You know, it's a true test to my own boundaries and putting putting clients on hold or, or these programs on hold to give myself some space to really write. And that's a challenge. It's something I'm working on. I am in the middle of working on it. It's just way slower than I, I, need, I want it to be because I get so busy. So it's all about saying, no, I can't take on another client. But the problem is, is I love what I do. And I'm like, oh, just one more. <laughs> and then the delay comes. But I, I am working on one. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you day. for having me. It's, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the show. So that's it for today. If you want to get in touch with me, it's at Naked with Adele on Twitter and www.adele-green.com. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Anywhere I could run Took the hand of a preacher Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk to me like I want to talk to you. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask I can fool the world but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you but I gotta stay true My morals got me on my knees I'm begging please Naked with a Dallas about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind giving you someone to talk to. Hello. 
And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over. If I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green. And this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.